This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 93. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Great to have you here. And spring has arrived here in the UK. I was walking around London today and it was so hot and sunny. Uh, the first time I didn't need to wear a coat in about four months. <laughs> so, so, you know, I'm fi- I'm happy. And it was great to see everybody else just enjoying the sun as well. So I hope you guys, wherever you are, are enjoying the first throes of spring or are looking forward to a bit of cooler weather if you're in the Southern Hemisphere anywhere, or maybe a spot of skiing. That sounds pretty nice, actually. Anyway, enough of the weather. Let's get into the topic of today. But before we do, we're going to thank the sponsors of the show, italki and italki is the place where I go to get all of my language lessons every week. Whatever language I want to practice, italki is where I do it. And if you'd like to get a free lesson, then you can. Simply head over to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. And there's a fantastic deal we've got for you there where you can get a free lesson when you sign up for one package of lessons with a teacher of your choice. So let's get into today's question. And it's a multilingual question from... Brazil. Konnichiwa, Oresan. Hajime Maste. Thiago Des. Watashiwa, Buradirudin Des. Yoroshiku Nagashimas. So that's pretty much everything I know in Japanese. I'm just a, a beginner. So I just would like to ask you a simple question. Uh, how important is the culture for learning a new language. Can I, for example, can I learn Japanese without caring about the culture? Does it really matter learning the culture with the language at the same time? Uh, That's it. That's my question. So, thank you. Bye. Okay. Tiago-san, message. Arigatouzaimasu. Thanks for the question, man. That was uh, a question in Japanese and English from a Brazilian. So fantastic to hear. Get a bit of a multilingual uh, session going on here. And a very interesting question. Um, And it's one of those questions that we can answer in a number of different ways. Now, can you separate culture from the language? Well, I mean, you know, obviously... The culture is an integral part of the language. In many ways, it's impossible to separate the the language from the culture, and it's probably not very desirable to do so either. Uh, you know, culture, language exists within a culture and vice versa, and the culture influences the language, and the language influences the culture, and both of these things change over time. So in many ways, it's uh, rather silly to suggest that you can learn the language uh, without the culture. Uh, and yet it also raises an i think it raises an interesting point because maybe you don't maybe you're not interested in the culture maybe you simply want to learn the language for for other purposes now i was talking about this the other day in a facebook group with some really experienced language learners and we had a bit of a debate about this actually about whether or not it is valid to learn in fact, what we were talking about was phrases, and we were talking about the fact of whether or not you know you can learn phrases in a language without necessarily knowing the cultural significance. And you know, from a a kind of 
worldly viewpoint, you know, you, you'd be totally entitled to say, well, Ollie, it's ridiculous to ignore the culture because it's part of the language. And it is. And yet, when you're first starting to learn a language, you're, you know, your main priority is not to integrate into the culture. It's not necessarily even to understand the cultural elements of the language that you're learning. Rather, it is to begin to communicate in whatever way possible. Now, when I learn a, when I learn a new language, uh, I like to get to a kind of minimum level of communicative competence as soon as possible. So, in plain English, that means I, I like to be able to speak as soon as possible. Now, because I'm a beginner and because I'm in a very early stage, you know, I, I have no kind of pretense of being culturally savvy or or knowing the correct things to do in any situation which is not to say that I don't want to, but I'm not pretending that I know that I'm culturally literate yet because I'm just trying to get to a point where I can speak and hold a conversation. Because once I can do that, once I can hold a conversation in the language, like that's the point for me where I can just double down and really start to learn the language with with some depth because I've, I, I'm able to have a conversation and I'm able to use that as my kind of vehicle for learning. So... I guess, you know, when even though in, in, in textbooks they are of, they often like to teach you about the culture, you know, have the kind of cultural segment of the book or, or the chapter. And obviously if you watch movies in the language, so Jago, in your case, if you're watching movies in Japanese, you're inevitably going to learn about the culture. In spite of that, like when I'm starting to learn a language, I'm just looking for the quickest, easiest and most direct way to express myself in the language. And culture, cultural considerations are are not on my mind, really. So I would say, you know, you can, you can certainly get to, I mean, if you, I've said this a number of times before, I know that a kind of B1 level in a language or an, an intermediate level in a language is often the cutoff point for many things. And uh, among those things is the, I think the fact of when culture really starts to become important because you can learn to speak a language conceptually by just learning the basic words and phrases and become minimally conversational up to a B1 level without any cultural awareness whatsoever, I think. However, beyond that, if you want to move up to a kind of B2 or a C1 level, you need to be able to hold a a decent, interesting, effective conversation. And in order to, to really have a good conversation in the language, this is the point where you can't separate culture. All right, so to give you an example, if you are, I mean, Joe, you're talking about Japanese, and Japanese is, a, is a, a great case in point because obviously it's got a very distinctive culture which is different from, from, from yours and mine in many, many ways. And, you know, you can sit down with a Japanese person and have a conversation about, I don't know, it could be anything about, uh, you can have a conversation about language learning and you could cover all the points and, you know, discuss what you want to discuss. And in that case, like culture might not have anything to do with the Japanese that you use in that conversation. Let's imagine after that you went and you sat down in a, in a restaurant and you started to order food and to have the meal. Well, see, at this point, when you're actually interacting socially, this is where I think it becomes impossible to separate culture because there are 
when you sit down and have a meal in Japan with Japanese people, there are all kinds of little little uh, etiquette considerations that you have to observe, and it's very much a kind of formulaic thing. So you know you will uh, you know the typical thing to do is you, you know you sit down and if your if your host has chosen the venue then you'll you'll compliment the venue and you'll say how nice it is you'll let everybody else sit down first you will uh you you know you won't um order your food first you'll let everybody else order and then when the food comes you'll compliment the food and you'll say how good it is and uh you know all these things that we probably wouldn't say in english or portuguese because it's not a cultural thing to do but in japan this is very much a routine thing to do and so at this point if you stray from this uh, this kind of formula if you like then you're doing something which is culturally inappropriate so at this point it doesn't really matter how accurate your japanese is if you're not doing it with uh, with this with the etiquette in mind then you're going to you know you're not uh, how can we say this you're you know you're not doing a good job really and you can extend this to many different uh many different aspects of, of Japanese as well for example meeting people for the first time you know the way that you exchange the the the, the cards and you bow and um, the way you answer the phone for example all of these different aspects of daily life in Japanese are infused with the culture and if you aren't aware of that culture you're going to put your foot in it time and time again and not do very well and so i think these are the kind of things that when you want to move beyond a a kind of basic conversational understanding in the language and up to a higher level it uh, it becomes very very important so in summary i think i'd say that uh you know you should always i think aim to understand the culture as best you can um i think as a point of principle that's a good thing to do but when you're first getting started i wouldn't worry about it too much um i think you don't need to dive into a very thorough examination of japanese culture although i think it would help you if you did but there's no need you can just concentrate on the, on the language but just be aware that when you want to really up your game when you really want to start to speak the language more naturally and develop deeper relationships with the people that you are that you're talking to that's when culture starts to become really really important and the same thing I think goes for any language. You know, every single language I've learned in every country I've been to, they have their own norms and their own uh customs and their own different varieties of etiquette and it's important for you to know all those things, but probably not quite at the beginning. All right, so I hope that's uh, I hope that's helpful. It's a very interesting question. Thank you very much for that. And if you would like to ask me a question, please do. You can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com/ ask and leave me a question right there. I'm also uh, asking for some voice submissions for people for my 100th episode. It's very very close. So if you'd like to get involved, um then all I'd like you to do is to simply leave a message for me saying your name, what language you're learning or where you're from, and then one thing that you've learned about language learning from listening to this podcast. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to string all of these together and make a, a cool kind of voice collage of, of what people have to say that would be super cool so please get involved in that if you'd like to do it you can go to the same the same uh, url so it's iwillteachyourlanguage.com/ask and simply leave that for me there now at the end of every episode i like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show and today's 
resource is a post from the Wall Street Journal called Does Language Influence Culture? And it's a fascinating look at whether the words that we use, the language that we speak, actually influences the culture of the country. So I'll put that in the show notes, which will be at IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash episode 93. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.